Ready to roll. Okay. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Uh, <clears throat> we're going to look at this morning. At, at blessing is blessing. And I'm going to start with Psalm uh, 121. Because, uh, I mean, David knew Jehovah's just the Lord. Okay. All these things are just, they're just from him. And this is just the way he is. Okay. You don't read the Bible and go, golly, bum, man, I'm, I'm just dead meat here. <laughs> What? What are you reading? You know, are you reading Revelation with the group that's going to be thrown in a lake of fire because they belong to the devil? I mean, that's not you, you know. You know, so you, you can just read the scriptures and miss out. I mean, you have a redeemer. You know, do we have a cross because we're so goody goody? Uh-uh. No. Uh-uh. That's not it. Praise the Lord. We have a cross because Jesus took care of all that. So don't ever talk yourself out of the Lord's blessings because maybe some sin or whatever. Let me tell you, the scriptures teach us in John chapter 16, he says of sin because they believe not in, uh, not in me. He says the Holy Spirit's going to come for three, for three reasons, for sin, righteousness, and judgment. Of righteousness, he says, because I go to my father of judgment because the prince of this world is judged and of sin because they believe not on me. That's going to be the ultimate getter right there. You either want Jesus or you don't want Jesus. But we break it down sometimes and we think, well, the way I acted, you know, and whatever. And we forget. We forget that Jesus has taken care of our sins. Just like even in the Old Testament, uh, there was always a sacrifice. They, 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 the temple, they had a lamb and burnt offerings every day. It wasn't just the time of the Passover that took place. It was all the time. But anyway. So look what David writes down here. Now, remember, he wasn't picking out his guitar going, you know, I just feel like I'm in the mood to write a song. No, he was in trouble. <clears throat> this is the Living Bible. Let me switch to the King James just a moment because this first line is what uh, uh, we hear a lot in uh, more than we probably have in this one. He says, uh, I will lift up mine eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. Of course, I don't think anybody in this room has ever used the word whence, at least in the last 24 hours. We don't use whence. It just means where. Where my help come from? But this is King James. But now it's a little evading of what he's actually saying. Now, of course, two gets you right back on, well, my help comes from the Lord. But actually, he was making a point here. Uh, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence my help comes. Well, then we didn't even need to come to church today. We just look over at Montesano. My help's not on Montesano. Well, Brindley Mountain. Well, maybe it's Mount St. Helens, you know, or whatever in, in Washington, Rainier. No, go back over here to the uh, uh, Living Bible and watch what's happening. Now, remember, he is talking from, this is actually, these are 150 Psalms. And remember, there's no, there's not any rhymes or things going on here. These are just prayers. But people were singing them because we didn't want to forget them. Just like, I'm in the army. My rifle is the M16. You know, that's the reason you're doing it. The enemy is that guy that's wearing jeans, whatever. You know, I mean, you've got, you got to get this stuff in your head and you know what, what God has promised you. So that's the reason these are wrote down and they were saying. He says, shall I look to the mountain gods for help? In other words, shall I look? I mean, oh, I will look to the hills from whence comes my help. No. He said, my help. Is from Jehovah who made the mountains. Boy, that's better. Praise the Lord. I got that. And the heavens too. Now, we got to get this. Verse 3. He will never. Now, you know, I wonder if he's talking about just a couple of us in this room. No, it's every one of us. He will never let me stumble, slip, or fall. Now, let me remind you about this singing. David wrote these things. He was king. He wasn't saying, I'll be over in a little bit. I'll be at choir practice. No, he wrote the choir practice. He demanded this stuff was sang or these guys were 
shall we say, executed. You did what the king said do. So he sent this over there, and it was the only music that was being played in the vicinity of Jerusalem. Okay, <clears throat> And of course it was broken out through the kingdom and other places they could sing these things too. But anyway, he will never let me slip or fall. So I'm out here and I'm tuning my radio in. Oh yeah, there ain't no radio. Well, I hear the choir singing and I'm going, hey, that sounds good. Shall I look to the mountain gods for help? No, I'm going to look to the God who made the mountains. For what? For help? He didn't say, oh, help you get to church. You can do without the donuts and the coffee. And you can do without me. But we can't do without Jesus. we got to have his help. He created us. There's so much competition out there trying to tell us all we're just evolved. We all came from monkeys. Oh, please. Do a little research. Opposing thumbs. The missing link is still missing. Praise God. You're not going to find those things. Go to a zoo. Look at an ape's foot. I mean, that thumb is not in the right place. Just, just, just. Think and you just keep researching. Even if you don't understand everything, keep learning. Keep learning. Just don't buy what people tell you. You do your own research. You got to be able to prove these things. Science is science means knowledge, and you set up a test and you prove it. And they cannot prove evolution. Why? It's just a. It's basically just a religion. But anyway, the heavens declare the glory of God. You can look up in the heavens and figure out the only way this place got made was God. <clears throat> anyway. Shall I look to the mountain gods for help? Mm-mm. My help's from Jehovah, who made the heavens and the earth. Notice this. Pretty selfish, isn't it? My help. Well, I don't know. Sometimes God may. He will always help you. He'll always help you. He'll never let me stumble, slip, or fall. And that's everyone in this room. He is always watching. Look at that. Never sleeping. Thank God. Jehovah himself is caring for you. He is your defender, like Phil was talking about with that silly snake. You don't have to worry about it. Well, I'm, man, it scares me. It might happen again. Phil, I guarantee you, Phil is not worried. God did it one time. He'll do it all the time. And that's the thing. He's your defender. He protects you day and night. He keeps you from all evil and preserves your life. Already, we've lost it here as Christians because a lot of times we hear as Christians, well, you never know. Might be your last day. You get out here in that car and boom, somebody ready to go. You're with Jesus. It's okay, though. No, it's not okay. Yes, we're going to be with Jesus, but God promises here that he will keep you, you know, uh, and preserve your life. I don't have to be thinking I'm going to be a statistic in the state of Alabama. I'm not. I'm going to be all right. These are a lot of wasted words. We're just trying to butter up God and just make God look great, but he actually can't do this. See, what I'm doing here is I'm describing our own unbelief. We have to go, you know what? I believe this. Praise the Lord. He is my help. And he is caring for me. And he is my defender. And he will protect me day and night. And he keeps you from all evil and preserves your life. He keeps his eye upon you. What's the last part say? This one in real long Psalms. No. He keeps his eye upon you as you come and go and always guards you. Hmm. Some people say, well, he's guarding you from sin. Oh, please. He's guarding you wherever you go. Praise the Lord. I mean, we could talk about praise reports all, all, even though we hadn't mentioned it a minute, but they happen all the time. How close you were this week from cutting yourself. How close you were with your foot actually coming close to not just a snake, but you know, hitting it in the house while you walk around. It's just amazing how God takes care of you. I mean, it's, oh, hooking up trailers even this week. I forgot to deal with these silly wasps again. They're still in the front of my boat, and I took the boat the other day. Another one come out, but praise God didn't get me. Why? Well, Richard, you don't really think the Lord... Yeah, praise the Lord. He'll keep these wasps off of you. Uh, do it all the time, too. 
Now, that's definitely going to be referred to there as blessing, that's for sure. Now, let's go to, uh, I want to go to the book of Mark here just a moment. We'll see some more uh, waste of time. No, it's not a waste of time. Look at this. Mark chapter 10, and uh, let's go down here to, I need my mouse to catch up. Okay, uh, where am I at? Oh, look here at, uh, we get to it. All right, verse 13. Once when some mothers were bringing their children to Jesus to bless them. Oh, isn't that sweet? Just bless them. There's nothing to that word. Just bless them. This is a waste of time if this isn't real. But no, it is real. Now, you got to understand, remember who Jesus is. Jesus is God in the flesh. He just didn't happen to come up and say, you know, you're a pretty good old boy. We need you to be the Messiah. Before Abraham was, I am. Jesus is God, okay? It's just him. And so, some of these mothers are bringing their children. Well, you know, this is not about kid stuff, you know. Gee, uh, well, that's what the disciples were thinking. They brought their children to, to, uh, to Jesus to bless them. What's he going to do, hand out candy or something? Well, it's better than that. Candy comes with it. I'm telling you what, it's, it's candy, all right? And, it's, and what else is funny is the kids knew this. They were like, oh, I want to call this. <laughs> they knew. They knew. Anyway, the disciples shooed them away, telling them, don't bother him. Kind of like our own belief, unbelief. You know, well, I know, Jesus, I know you're knocking on the door, and I know you want to bless me, but let me tell you about how really bad I am and how you really don't want to waste your time with me, and I'm about out of gas, and, and I'm fixing to lose my job, and all this kind of stuff. But it's okay. You died on the cross for me. I need to learn to bear my own cross. Those are not the crosses you bear. The only cross you bear is to stand up and say, Jesus is my friend, and I believe in him. That's the cross you bear. You don't bear all these problems. You can't read the book of Psalms and think, you know what? I can't wait to go through all my problems. And all. David's screaming, get me help now. Get me out. And he didn't go up to Goliath and say, you know, Goliath, go ahead and kill me. You know, I mean, win some, lose some. And you are a big old guy. And I'm probably only nine years old. And, and I probably, you know, you know, I mean, I look like a dog to you like you just said. Gee. David killed Goliath. And he had every bit of understanding that he would kill him. That's the reason they took him to Saul, because Saul said, what? And David said, I killed a lion and I killed a bear. Isn't that right, Dominique? You know, praise the Lord. We've done that drama a million times. I killed the lion, I killed the bear. What was he doing? He was saying, well, you know, uh, uh, win some, lose some. No, he says, all my life, God has blessed me and kept me safe. Okay. When Jesus saw what was happening, he was very much displeased. Now, this is history. You know, it's funny. Some people try to attack the Bible and stuff like that. And I'm not just talking off the cuff here. But um, our documents that we have, like from Aristotle and Socrates or whatever, you know how many documents we actually have? There's only somewhere around 10 actual copies. You know, shall we say the historic copies they were put in a museum. Back in the time of this was, we have over 20,000 copies of like the Book of Mark that are old, that are below 100 A.D. You know what I'm saying? I mean, these were real... Co- so, it's like, well, I think somebody was just smoking the wacky weed that wrote that stuff. Uh, it didn't either. And besides that, the Roman government recognized a man by the name of Jesus. And, of course, other people saw so all this. Anything to get you to just disbelieve this. But it's not true. These things are true. Those un- things about Jesus not being so... It is true. So, 
he was must he was much displeased for a reason. He said, that, "Hey, let the children come to me, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as they." Now, the kingdom of God belongs to you and I, too. But anyway, don't send them away. I tell you as seriously as I know that how that uh, any excuse me seriously as I know how that anyone who refuses to come to God as a little child will never be allowed into the kingdom. A little child. Well, I tell you what, a little kid can be selfish, can't he? Well, actually, if you hang around a little kid, he's not as selfish as you think. If that's his bike, it's his bike. And if it's broke, it's broke. It needs to be fixed. You know? Well, anyway, praise the Lord. But there was something about blessing, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Wonder what Jesus did. Say, well, this is just this is just a formality. I'm just going to touch these kids. I, yeah, matter of fact, he laid his hands on them. But anyway, I guess it was just a show. Oh, oh, oh. It was more than that. Must have been something to it. Let's go see what else we got here. Let's go to um, uh, all the way to the beginning. Shoo. Let's see what happens here. Genesis. Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Isn't that right? Okay, just in the King James, just a moment, just to see this. Oh, uh, close that down. Okay, God created. Yeah, buddy. Three, he created, he created, he created, he created. Said it was good, great, 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 great. It was good. Everything was great, whatever. And here's the uh, the waters, let them bring forth the birds and the firmament, you know, and he created great whales abundantly. Okay, be fruitful, multiply. Notice this. After he's created them, he says, God bless him saying what? Be fruitful and multiply. He didn't say, well, you know, get the, get the humpy whatever disease and die. No. He blessed them, you know. Live. Multiply. Wow. Then he gets down here to you and I. He creates man. Uh, let's make him in our image, whatever. Okay. And then notice what he says to them. He says, and God blessed them. And he said to them, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth. Look at this. Subdue it. Wow. Now, speed ahead just a little bit. Let's go to chapter three. Chapter three. Okay. Chapter three. And close that down. All right. Here comes what we call the fall. Okay. So we know what happened. They both ate of that fruit. Then look what happened. Oh, uh, Look down here. First, he says to the serpent here, we're talking about snakes. Because, um, because you've done this, look at that. Thou art cursed. Ooh, wow. Let me switch this to the King James just a moment here. I mean, the Living Bible. Notice what he says. You are singled out among all domestic wild animals of the earth to be cursed. Well, I can't be good. Hmm. Well, it says he's going to crawl on his, uh, his belly all the time. And notice this. It says... And, uh, and it says, and from now on, the woman and you will be enemies, your, your offspring and hers. You'll strike at his heel, but he'll crush your head. I mean, today, I mean, what, it's funny how much proof we need. I mean, people, paranoid snakes, kill it. <laughs> I don't care. They're all animal activists. Oh, yeah. But when it comes to a snake, kill it. <laughs> well, you want a snake in your Kill it. I don't want it. Run over it. Kill it. Go back. I mean, uncanny. Wonder what all that is. Well, it's a curse. Certainly not anything good. Well, then God talks to Adam. He says, well, because you listened to your wife and ate the fruit I told you not to. He says, I placed a curse upon the soil. I want you to see this. Look look at this curse. There's a curse on the soil. All All your life, you'll struggle to extract the living from it. A curse. And then he goes on and says, thorns and thistles for you shall, uh, and you shall eat its grasses. All your life, you'll sweat to master it until your dying day. Wow. So think about this. Okay, this is a curse. Hmm. Thorns and thistles. Gee. Okay. And he notices this and said, you're going to struggle. Hmm. Okay, so now we know what a curse is. Hmm. Let's jump ahead just a little bit. Let's go. Well, I'm still in Genesis. Hang on one second. And I want us to go to... Uh, uh, let's go over here to chapter 12. A guy by the name of 
Mr. Abram. He's Abraham. And uh, look what God look what God tells him. He says, "Leave your own country behind you, to the land I'll guide you." Look at this. He says, "If you do, uh, if you do, I will cause you to become a great nation, and I will bless you, make your name famous, and you'll be a blessing to others. I'll bless those that bless you, and curse those uh, who curse you, and the entire world will be blessed because of you." Now again, wonder what this blessing is. Well, let's just keep going. We already found out that this curse here. We already know what thorns and thistles are. Trying to clean some of that stuff in your yard, it's like you can't get this stuff out. It's not anything good. Uh, look at the 16th chapter. We'll hear a little bit more about this. Uh, Sarah, uh, you remember Sarah and Abraham? And uh, she had, a, she had a, a, a slave girl, an Egyptian named Hagar. And anyway, um, this is where Ishmael comes from. But anyway, uh, it kind of irritated Sarah, and she ran, uh, uh, she ran her off. Got mad at, uh, got mad at uh, Hagar. But anyway, let's pick it up, verse six. You have my permission to punish the girls you see fit. I mean, she was thought she was. You can't have kids, and I can. So hey, I'm the hot shot around here. Well, anyway, boy, Sarah got mad, kicked her out. Anyway, the angel of the Lord found her beside the desert spring along the road to Shur. The angel said, Hagar, say you're Sarah's mate, uh, where have you come from and where are you going? I'm running away from my mistress. I mean, she's trying to kill me, so I just run away. I guess I'm going to stay out here and die is what she thought. The angel said, return to your mistress and act as you should, for I will make you into a great nation. Now, this is Ishmael. I thought it was supposed to be Isaac. This is because of blessing, praise the Lord. And sometimes... I mean, and, and we're actually, because of Jesus, we're tied in with Isaac. Uh, yeah, with Isaac. But anyway, uh, what you want to see here is that even this other one, it was still because of Abraham. So there, no matter how you slice it, you have got God's blessing on you. And look, look how strong this blessing is. I'll make you a great nation. Yes, you, you are pregnant, your baby will be a son, and you are going, you're going to call him Ishmael, meaning God hears, because God has heard your woes. Boy, and that's something. We hear on the Muslims today. That the Muslims will claim they come from Ishmael, whatever. Uh, <clears throat> but um, that root word of Ishmael, you need to remember this. Just remember that, you know, that means God hears. I mean, because we hear that I'm a descendant of Ishmael. Well, Ishmael means God hears you, and he's talking about your troubles. This son of yours will be a wild one, free, untamed as a wild ass. He'll be against everyone, and everyone will feel the same toward him, but he will live near the rest of his kin. But anyway, bottom line, what did God say he would do? He said he would bless him. Oh, 17th chapter. Abraham is talking to God here. And God says, you're going to have a kid. And Abraham still doesn't believe it. And he says, oh, you just mean Ishmael. But now watch what happens here. He says, God added, regarding Sarah, her name's no longer Sarah, but going to, I mean, Sarai, but Sarah, princess. And I'll bless her and give you a son for her. Yes, I will richly bless her and make her a mother of many nations. Now, does that sound you're going like you're going to be broke? No. And we are linked up with Abraham. The Bible actually says in Galatians chapter 3, Abraham's blessing is ours. And he's actually contrasting the curse. That's the reason when you and I go out of here today, it's like, no wonder Jesus said, I'll come in and dine with you. I mean, Jesus is going home with Dominique and Caleb. Isn't that right? Caleb is right. Okay, I was going to say, I don't want to miss that name. 
He's going home with them. Uh, how relieved is Phil knowing that's his daughter? No worries about Caleb. That's not what I'm saying. But you know, I'm just that. This is fantastic. You don't have to worry about your kids or nothing. Those of us that believe in Jesus Christ, He is. Remember, He said, "I'll never what? I'll never. I'll, ne- I'll never leave you." Now here's the Lord talking to Sarah. I mean, talking to Abraham. He says, "Hey, listen, you're going to have a kid." Anyway, Abraham threw himself down in worship before the Lord, but inside he was laughing. He said, come on, I'm a hundred years old. I ain't having no kids. And he's going to say, long live Ishmael. Now remember, he's not fighting God, but this was humorous. That's the reason he was laughing. I'm too old to have kids. Watch what he says. Well, there it is. I just basically quoted it, didn't I? Abraham threw himself to the ground and worshiped before the Lord. Now, how could this be worship laughing? But listen, if you love the Lord, you're just in fellowship with God. It doesn't make any difference. Watch this. We get too much. Nobody's real. We're all perpendicular, whatever. Feel like we have to talk. Oh, God, I know I'm such a worthless piece of whatever. And and would you please? Well, I'll tell you what. I'm not going to bother you. Bother the Lord, please. Ask Him for His help. And watch what He does. Get your eyes wide open and start looking. And He will. Me, a father in His amusement. Me, a hundred years old. And Sarah to have a baby at 90. Remember, she was no spring chicken. Okay. Abraham said to God, Yes, do bless Ishmael. In other words, you're a little bit confused, God. You know, you're pretty old. You know, you're slipping a little bit. No, God wasn't slipping. He was blessing. No, God replied, That isn't what I said. But I want you to remember, Abraham said this. You think God cares about what you care about? Now remember, this was his actual boy too. This is his son. He said, I said, Sarah shall bear you a son, and you are to name him Isaac. Which means <laughs> laughter. I mean, This was not before anything was whatever. God wanted that boy named laughter because you were laughing, saying I couldn't pull this off. You know. Anyway, and I will sign my covenant with him forever and with his descendants. Now, look at this next phrase. Remember, we're looking at blessing is blessing, huh? As for Ishmael, all right, I will bless him also. Oh, my goodness. Just as you have asked me to, I will cause him to multiply and become a great nation. Now, I believe it was just last week we were looking at when the Israelites were coming out of under Pharaoh and they were in 40 years in the wilderness and they were marching by this nation and marching by that nation. And God said, don't attack that one. Why? Because they were the Edomites. They are descendants from Ishmael, whatever. And they were going a little further. And there was another group of them. And don't attack them. Well, they can attack these others, but don't. And this is what's so great. Now, why is that? Shall I look to the hills for my help? No, my help comes from the Lord. He'll preserve my life. This is what that blessing is all about. You know, we just, we just have to just get this in our thinking and go, you know what? God's going to take care of me. And He sure will. Let's zoom to the New Testament just a moment. A little comparison, then we'll wrap this up. Uh, we'll take Galatians here, Galatians chapter 3. And let me switch to the uh, uh, King James just a moment, then we'll switch back to the other. Okay. Uh... While we're here at Galatians' first part, he says, even as Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. Now, nah, let me switch back to King James. Hang on. Make it simple. Verse 6. Abraham had the same experience. God declared him fit for heaven only because he believed God's promises. No, 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 Richard. I remember Abraham. He was just super Christian. No, he wasn't. He lied to Pharaoh. Sarah? Oh, no, we're not married. No. Uh, that's my sister. 
liar, pants on fire. And why did he do that? He was scared Pharaoh was going to kill him because his wife was such a knockout at 80, you know. But anyway, I mean, we never hear any more about that, you know. Isaac, and actually Abraham did it twice. And then his son Isaac does it. He lies. Oh, no, to King Abimelech. No, no, that's not my wife. That's my sister. And she was not his half-sister. It was cousin, but it was not half. Anyway. So anyway, notice, and this this is the truth. God declared him fit for heaven only because he believed in God's promises. Praise the Lord. Mm, it's got us covered. You see this from the real. You see, from you see this. You see from this that the real children of Abraham are all the men of faith who truly trust in God. Now, why did Moses trust in God? Was he twiddling his thumbs, going, "You know, I'm scared. I'm not going to go to heaven. I'm scared. I might go to hell." Man, the whole story of Abraham in Genesis was his life and stuff. God was going to take care of that hell part later. Well, that was going to be dealt with. You know, he wasn't going there. But what God was doing and what Abraham was doing was trusting God. God said in the 15th chapter, I am thy shield. The very, this is like the first thing in the 15th chapter that he says. He says, knock, knock. Abraham says, who's there? God says, it's me. <laughs> and then Abraham says, I am your shield. Oh, yeah, one of them funny little no good shields. No, it is a real shield. And listen to this. Thy exceeding great reward. I tell you those two things we need today, and those two things are yours right now. I don't care what you're faced with, what you need, Dominique, Caleb, whatever. Katie, you need something. It makes no difference. I got things on my plate, and guess what? I have a shield, and I have an exceeding great reward. Abraham answered that by saying, What will you give me seeing I ain't got no kids? So in other words, he unveiled the biggest problem I have in my life, the thing I hate the most, is I'm already almost 100 years old, and I don't have a kid. And he says, my only heir is some guy, and I love him. He's been with me forever, Eliezer. He's going to get everything I got. God answered and says, come outside. And he said, look at the stars. Apparently it was at nighttime. He says, that's going to be your descendants. Of course, Abraham's going, I ain't got no kids. But God just said, these are going to be your descendants. You know, see how he was shaking him up? And the Bible says that Abraham, he believed God. And that's why it says this right here. Only because he believed God's promises. Now watch. You can see from this that the real children of Abraham are all the men of faith who really trust in God. More important, the scriptures look forward to this time when God would save the Gentiles, that's you and I, through their faith. God told Abraham about this long ago when he said, I will bless. Now remember, don't quit thinking this is just going to heaven. You know, this is now. I will bless those in every nation who trust me. Oops, I lost it. As you do. Hang on. Verse 8. Whoa, hold on, mouse. Calm this down again. Let's go back to that. He said what? He said, I'll bless those in every nation who trust me as you do, you do. And so it is so. All those who trust in Christ share the same blessing Abraham received. No wonder you and I possess the book of Genesis. All you got to do is flip through there and go, hmm, read this story. Hmm, speckled sheep. Hmm, no matter what kind of sheep he had. Well, I ain't got no sheep, but I got a job. What's going to happen to my job? Well, can you relate? Everything Jacob touched would turn to gold. You ever heard of the story about Joseph? Yeah, Joseph, man, his stuff, man, he wasn't, well, no, he turned out pretty good. He was vice Pharaoh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they completely avoided a seven-year famine. Man, I'm telling you, we are so blessed. All right, let's wrap it up. Here we go. 
Yes, all those who depend on Jewish laws to save them are under God's curse. What? Yeah, if you, if you think keeping the Ten Commandments is going to get you to heaven, you can forget it. And there was a reason for that. The commandments, the scripture says, were written so that we could see, I'm in trouble. <laughs> it wasn't a guide to kind of keep you close. It was the rules. And if you broke one, you broke them all. That's the reason for those sacrifices. Well, that was a blessing too. It's like God didn't say, well, you're dead. Let's kill you. No. <laughs> kill the lamb. Don't kill you. He said, cursed is everyone that at any time breaks a single one of these laws. And you can run them through your head real quick. See how well you do. You know, you know, thou shalt not steal. You ever stole anything? I think we're all guilty. Well, I wouldn't call that stealing. <laughs> Man, we're guilty. You stole stuff from your brother or sister when you were little or whatever. I mean, it's just inherent that we wind up doing these things. Okay, anyway. So, uh, any of these laws that are written in God's book of the law. Consequently, it's clear that no one can ever win God's favor by trying to keep the Jewish laws because God has said that the only way we can be right in his sight is by faith. Uh, so, what did he say? As the prophet uh, Habakkuk says, the man who finds life will find it through trusting God. How differently... Uh, from this way of faith is, uh, is the way of the law, which says that a man is saved by obeying every law of God without one slip. See, sometimes we as Christians, we think, oh, I know uh, God will help me today with my job and these things because I've been, I've been pretty good. I mean, I went to church today. You know, It's got nothing to do with that. It's got everything to do with trusting him. But he says, but Christ has brought us out of under, look at this, Christ has brought us out from underneath the doom of that impossible system by taking the curse for our wrongdoing upon him. He took the curse. That's the reason you got to shed yourself for saying, well, I need to take a little bit of that curse. I mean, I got I to gotta nail myself on the cross a little bit. No, you don't. Mm-mm. For it's written in the scriptures, anyone who's hanged on, the cur- hanged on a tree is cursed as Jesus uh was hung on a cross. Now, God can bless the Gentiles with this same blessing he promised Abraham. This, that, gee, that means everything we've read over there is ours. Now, oh, stop right here. Oh, where's Isaiah? There you are. Isaiah 55. Look at the end. In Isaiah 55, you can't help but understand this is for today. Because there's so many verses in there going, yeah, that's today, that's today, that's today. Oh, this is amazing. Is anyone thirsty? Come and drink. You got no money? Come. What's wine doing in the Bible? <laughs> don't get me started. You know, If you feel like God don't love you because you had a beer, you are, you are crazy. The priest will require to take 10% of everybody's crops of wines. I mean, gee whiz. <clears throat> well, I, I, I do this and whatever. Quit worrying about it. You ever think about smoking too? You know who John the Baptist is? Now I'm going to roll here a second, but let me stop. I'll, I'll take but a second. John the Baptist's dad, his name was Zechariah. You know what John the Baptist's dad was doing when he was in the temple and all of a sudden that angel said, Hey, Zach, you're going to have a kid. Freaked him out. Zechariah was lighting what? Wasn't candles. What else? What? It's called incense. I'll tell you what, Psalm 18 says smoke was coming out God's nose. Now, if you don't want to smoke, that's your business or whatever. But if you are smoking or you had smoked and for some reason you got this little thing in your ear saying, well, you know, I'm going to smoke, so I guess I, I, God's not going to answer my, prayer, my prayers. That's ridiculous. Same thing about you drinking too. The sins in your heart are not loving your brother. They're deeper than that. But it's so easy to just think, you know, 
It's all these other things. All right, here we go. So look at this. He says, hey, if you don't have any money, you don't have any wine, he says, come get it from me. He says, why spend your money on food that doesn't give you strength and pay for groceries that don't do any good? He says, basically, come to me. And all this stuff is free. Now, uh, remember this. He says, as the, uh, uh, let's see, as the heavens are higher than, uh, than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours. As the snow comes down, but look at this right here. Uh, verse 12, you will live in joy and peace. The mountains and hills and trees of the world around you will rejoice. Boy, wouldn't that be the day? It is the day. Here we are, close right here. Where there once were thorns, fir trees will grow. Where briars grew, the myrtle trees sprout up. Remember the curse in Genesis chapter 3? It's broke. The mir- this miracle will make the Lord's name very great and be an everlasting sign. Well, this is not when you get in heaven. I don't need that sign anymore. This is where you need to sign right now. You need that sign in your life too. When you face problems this afternoon and tomorrow and this week, you know, praise God, I got that curses off me. I got this is a miracle that I, it, this belongs to me. And watch the Lord do it. I don't care what your troubles are; He'll get you out. Father, we thank you. Your word says that uh, if we're not feeling good, you'll take care of us. So we just thank you today. If our, we're hurting today, you bless our water and our bread. And you take sickness out of the midst of us. Praise the Lord. Same thing's true financially. You'll take care of us financially. As you said here, it's useless all these promises that you gave to Abraham if he was just going to be dirt poor. No, you always took care of him. Abundantly you did. You've come that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Praise the Lord. Lord, if it's even something I haven't even mentioned, but everybody knows their own little things they're dealing with, you'll just get us out of whatever trouble we're facing. And that doesn't leave anything left. But for last, you said right here, this miracle, it'll be a sign for all ever of people knowing that Jesus Christ is real and getting us out of trouble. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Praise the Lord.